Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Louis P Nutrition Radio. I hope you are well and enjoying the series so far. Um, I am very well, thank you very much for asking, but today's episode uh, will be on something that I think a lot of people might know but don't tend to implement and hopefully after today's episode they'll realise the importance and the simplicity of what I'm talking about and how it can have a huge impact over time but that's the issue that we tend to want everything yesterday or we're so used to having everything next day delivery and we don't tend to want to wait for results so hopefully this episode should cause you to reflect on potentially some of the things that you're doing and how it might be stopping you from achieving your results long term So today's episode is called All the Small Things. It was just going to be called Small Things, but All the Small Things is a good song by Blink-182. So um, I just wanted to sort of play on that a little bit. But it is about little things that we can do to have big results. There's a really good book that I'd highly recommend if you haven't read it called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he outlines the amazing things that we can do through small things. And one one of the big parts that I took away from it and I've heard it before was the rule of one percent so one percent different so well I'll talk you through all the figures on day one you start with one this is just me putting it into numbers and um, for people to hopefully understand where I'm coming from so if you start on one on day one and you can either get one percent better or one percent worse each day And I'll put it in financial terms as well for you. So by the end of day one, you're either at 1.01 or 0.99. And that is whether you're going to get 1% better or 1% worse. And if we focused on getting 1% better each day, 1% isn't a huge amount. And that's something that we could find just by doing something very small each day. Or if we do 1% worse, is that could be a small thing that's stopping us getting better and just making us a little bit worse each day, a small habit that we could change, then the numbers are quite dramatic. So at the end of day one, you're either on 0.99 or 1.01. At the end of the first week, if you're getting 1% worse, you're on 0.93 or 1.07. So again, nothing huge there. It's seven percent better or seven percent worse and so that could be a bad week of habits where you've just totally self-sabotaged or that could be a really good focus week but the difference here or the main thing to take away from here is after seven days doesn't seem like a huge difference you've put in all this work or you've made these changes and you've only got slightly better you you might even might not have results might not have even started to show yet um so let's jump ahead to day 28 so day 28 on the one percent worse you're at 0.75 so say if we started with a pound we're at 75p so we've lost a quarter of what we wanted already however if we were looking at one percent better we're at 1.32 so we're 32p up and see there's a slight difference there by the increase um by the exponential growth that we call it is that building upon building upon building if you're looking at percentage growth you'll probably see a huge uprise towards the end. And that's the sort of thing that we're looking at. So after 28 days, so four weeks, you're at 1.32 if you're 1% better or 0.75 if you're worse. Um, Day 90, so we're looking at three months in. 
if you are getting 1% worse each day, then that is at 0.40. So we've lost over half of what we wanted. So we're quite far back. So if you put a pound in, you're at 40p. But if we look at 1% better each day, we're at 2.44. So we're almost at two and a half times what we started with. So if you think about three months down the line of where you could be, these numbers, are you're not going to see linear projections or exponential growth like this but just speaking about where we could be physically mentally we could be so much better within that 90 days if we just focused on it but still two and a half times what we started with if this was a financial investment that's amazing within 90 days um let's jump to six months in so 180 days in if you have gone for um one percent worse each day so remember how i started off it was 0.99 at day one, the end of day one, at six months in, and at the end of that day, 180 days in, you're at 0.16. Now, that is a huge drop-off. That's almost 85% down. However, if we look at 1% better, we're at 5.99, so almost six times where we started. So, as you can see, there's a huge difference at 180 days. And compared to the difference that we saw at day seven, which was 0.93 versus 1.07. So that's like seven either side, rather 7% better or 7% worse. We're looking at being 85% down or 600, nearly 600% up, um, which is huge. And then if we look at, at the end of the year, 365, we are at 0.025 if we're 1% worse and 37.78 if we're 1% better. And this just sort of emphasizes the rule of if you're looking to get 1% better each day, you could be a hugely different place in a year as long as we focus on getting that 1%. And 1% could be something very minimal that we're looking at. And I've got a few examples to follow and then how we can implement these changes and find them. But financial terms, if you put a pound in, you can either have 0.25%, which is 2.5p left, or we could have £37.78. And I know which one I'd prefer. And this is, again, not sexy. And like I said at the start, the, the results aren't really showing a huge amount doing that 1%, and that's where people tend to lose faith. But the results, long-term results come from doing the very simple things consistently over time and just implementing them. Um, so this has been shown in a lot of the case of the examples, and I've got one from me personally, but some ones that you've probably heard of is like British cycling. So if we look, have a look at British cycling back in nine, since 1908, sorry, um, up until the point of Dave Brailsford's appointment, GB had not had a single Tour de France winner and had only won one gold medal at the Olympics. And then he came in and looked in at what we could do, what small change, instead of looking for a 10% improvement on the, on the track from one thing, he just looked at where can we get 1% anywhere within this process that can have a Im impact. So things like seat comfort, I know that they flew in mattresses or made sure that each individual cyclist, they knew what mattress and pillow got them the best night's sleep for recovery. They came, they had someone come in, um, a leading professor, I think it was, and teach them how to wash their hands effectively. And that was just to reduce 
the instance of illness and if you are less ill throughout the year or you've got less time off from training then you get more adaption from your training you're able to compete more often so that's a huge thing that they did and they made all these changes and as we all know british cycling since i think it's like 2008 potentially i can't remember the date um have dominated track cycling and had quite a few tour defense wins as well with bradley wigging so all these changes along with other things but he came in and looked for the one percent everywhere and seen where he could go make slight adjustments that people might have just ignored and go what's the point um that these all add up over time when we especially if we're doing it in multiple different areas british rowing had a really good phrase that i heard as well and it was like does this make the boat go faster and british rowing again um notorious for their huge domination of rowing for so many years they looked at the processes that they had in place and saw where they could adjust things and go if i change this process is this necessary to make the boat go faster and it could be something as changing the emails or meetup times or training something like that if that could improve their chances of the boat going faster or their training performance and therefore improve um event performance then they do it and that is a huge thing that we could do and just by finding small things small processes or trimming down the fat as we'd say of cutting down unnecessary processes of things that didn't add to performance or were unnecessary then we'll get rid of that um when we're looking at long sustainable changes over time i've posted about this on my instagram quite a few times i i went through quite a quite a big weight loss transformation a few years ago but it's across about three years and during that period i went to i was at 125 kilos when i started and got down to 98 kilos so roughly about 27 kilos lost which is nearly 60 well just short of 60 pounds um and i broke down the numbers to see what that looks like on a day-to-day basis and during this time i wasn't always focused on dieting there'd be times when my weight would go up there are times when times when I'll be completely focused on weight loss, but breaking down the numbers, and I'll just go through them all now. Um, Twenty-seven kilos is approximately across three years, approximately nine kilos lost per year. Twenty-seven kilos across thirty-six months, so we're looking at a monthly weight loss of about zero point seven five kilos, or just over one and a half pounds per month each week. That breaks down to. 0.17 kilos or just under half a pound weight loss per week that if we and then i'll pause this here actually because i worked with people who have done slimming groups before or weight loss and sometimes they'll sort of turn their nose up at a pound a week weight loss and actually if you add up all those pounds over a year then that's 52 pounds and it's just about doing that thing consistently and it's great if you can have a consistent weight loss but actually even if it's a small one consistently we can we can really make some serious progress over long periods of time if that pound a week is occasionally two pounds a week or then it goes up to like two pounds up per week and there's no consistency there then we're not really going to go anywhere long term so actually what can you do consistently and just build it into your habits and processes things i talk about a lot of my clients is routines and rituals get results and it's not sexy it's not it's not a 12-week transformation it is long-term sustainable results for people and these are the things that we need to consider so if we go back to where i was so 
per week we're looking at 1.7 kilos to and which equates to near enough a third of a pound a week um just for people to realize what that looks like in an actual calorie sort of deficit so to lose weight we'd have to be in a calorie deficit and what that looks like is in my energy intake um compared to my energy output roughly there's about 7700 calories in a kilo of fat so if this was completely all fat loss which most of it was but there may have been some change in muscle mass i don't really know but 7700 uh, calories are in one kilo of fat so that 27 kilos i figured that out in the number which was over 2000 it was nearly two, 208000 calories um of stored energy broke it down across the three years which broke down to less than 190 calorie deficit per day people that, that that's not a accurate measurement per day for a lot of people because there's huge huge amounts of inaccuracy and in energy output and um energy intake with tracking and things like that but that is a very small deficit i was in on average per day obviously there was points where i was a lot over and a lot under um but if you were to stick at 190 calorie deficit per day across those three years, you could lose 27 kilos, which is huge. And for a lot of people, their goal would probably be a lot smaller than that. It may be bigger than that. But what does that look like in real world terms? 190 calories is half a pack of rice per day difference. It could be a small chocolate bar. It could be going for an extra 20, 30 minute walk each day. And it, easily it could have been a combination of a smaller version of so i don't know changes in swapping out some of my carbohydrates small part of my carbohydrates or taking away a small part of my meal and just doing an extra 10 minutes walking each day that consistently done over the three years would have been a huge amount and i'm not saying that every day you should be completely 100 percent focused and that should be your main priority but this is where habits and rituals things that you build in where you just do them because you know they're good for you stuff like brushing your teeth and flossing we all do them because we know that they're good for us but they're not the most enjoyable they're not sexy but the long-term results are is that we have better dental hygiene um same things happen with if you want fat loss or weight loss results that if you do the simple things over a long period of time if you build a bit more activity into your day if you're a bit more conscious with your few decisions over time you can get phenomenal results over a long period of time. So hopefully that's sunk in the importance of it, but what use is this if we don't know how to implement it? So I've got three points here. So how do we do this? Well, first of all, assess what's working and do more of it if you can. So if you like to be more, if you're active to a certain point, you feel that you could put in a bit more activity each week, then do that if you're eating vegetables you're not hitting your five a day or going above towards 10 then have more some more vegetables because they're highly filling and low in calories so that will be helpful if you're drinking some calories and actually you could just increase your water intake or go for a lower calorie option do that if you don't know if you'll know when you have a good night's sleep that you tend to stick to your calorie deficit better per day then actually implement more nights of better sleep um a good thing that i'll cover on the next tax but if you know when you're planned and prepared that you get better results then put more time into your schedule to plan so you're more prepared 
these sort of things, they are all things that I'm sure you're aware of. And it's one of those things that we all know it, but we don't all do it. And implementing these things could be a huge, make a huge difference to your overall lifestyle and well-being, but also the results that you might be looking for with your exercise and nutrition. Next up, simplify tasks and cut away unnecessary processes. So this is similar to, does it make the boat go faster? One example here I've got, again, this is what I was talking about with planning, is planning your meals for the week could be something that we all do, but not many of us do it. I don't tend to do a huge amount, but when I do it, I know that I get better results. So actually, it's one of those things that I probably need to do a bit more of. But planning your meals will therefore actually reduce the amount of time that you spend within your weekly shop at the moment. That is pretty important because we don't want to be in those more high risk areas and reduce our time in there. But it also reduces the time that you your decisions around food during the week. If you know what you're going to be eating that week, and that doesn't mean that it has to be plain boring. It could just be like gusto is another good option to bring in and um cook because that you know the energy energy within the foods or what a portion size is and it's nice and tasty and flavorful but planning ahead will actually reduce the amount of decision fatigue that we have during the week so actually we can implement more things during the week that we want to or the the tougher decisions that we might tend to um shy away from actually we might have a bit more motivation and energy to attempt those um but it also will improve your movement towards your goal so you'll stay more motivated it will reduce the food waste and none of us really like wasting food but it might also save you a bit of money as well because you're not throwing food away you're not buying unnecessary foods that are going to go off those types of things so implementing the small thing of planning your weekly meals and therefore having your shop all planned out for you then actually has loads more benefits out there so that could be more than one percent for some people um Finally, the third thing would be measuring backwards. So what has got previous results before, but also where, how did it go last week and looking back? One common thing I see with people is that if they're on a weight loss journey and then they've had a week where they've put on weight or a few weeks where they've not been able to stick to their um, calorie guidelines or don't feel like they've been motivated, then they go, right, I'm going to change everything this week. And that might be good for some people but for a lot of people i would suggest actually instead of having a week where going from gaining weight and going to a big week where we go right i'm going to really try and lose weight this week actually let's just look at maintaining weight this week let's see if we can maintain and then we can go into a calorie deficit moving forward so instead of going from one end of the spectrum to the other what's the results been previously and just making a small adjustment there again small adjustments over time get good results so three things there so do more of what already works simplify your tasks and cut away unnecessary processes and look backwards and see what works but also make small adjustments to almost like a um oil tanker instead of looking to do a complete u-turn in one go you just have to change the course slightly and change it and change it and change it you can't spin it around on the spot. So look at that, look backwards and see, right, where what's my trajectory at the moment? Where do I want it to be? And let's just have a look at how I can get it more towards where I want it to be rather than a complete U-turn, which is really difficult to do. So today's episode, I hope you've enjoyed it. That is the end of it. And hopefully you appreciate all the small things that we could do. And 
the 1% rule and how that can be implemented into your life. I look forward to speaking to you soon and I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Thank you.